From the Summer Skate Studios, IcetimeHockeyWest.com presents the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast, brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, your hockey superstore with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Central Oklahoma University, a top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For tickets and schedule information, go to rebelhockey.com. Top Golf. Play around. Food. Fun. Golf. Something for everyone. Topgolf.com. Adrian College. Championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey, be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. San Diego State University Hockey, Sun, Sand, and Hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you and create your own unique pizza with all of our different crusts and fresh toppings. And Oklahoma University Hockey. The action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to the new American Top tw- American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. I'm stumbling over it all over. Uh, Scott Strandy with you And that's today. what happens when you uh, change the name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's well worth it. Uh, poolside, if you will, at the... Uh, Beautiful Motel Six, <laughs> Palm Springs. Oh, that doesn't California. Those are words a, that you don't that don't usually mix. <laughs> uh, actually, it's a pretty nice place considering it's uh, Coachella last weekend and again this weekend. And if you know anything about Coachella, you know that the uh, rooms become unavailable and the uh, prices go sky high. So our thanks to the Motel Six for finding a spot for us tonight. Uh, AC, uh, AHL hockey. Playoffs began tonight as well, right down the street from me at the Akersher Arena. So uh, I double up on that. But my co-host is always Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, did you see the light on here? Because they left it on for me at Motel 6, if you get what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, that's good. So so when you come back from the uh, the game tonight, you'll, you'll be able to find your way back. Um, 
But we know you you got room in the budget there to to stay there during Coachella weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's not true. Anyway, uh, all kinds of good stuff. By happened. the way, we're still recovering here in Vegas because uh, the Golden Knights did not get off to a good start in their playoff run. But yeah, uh, I was I was watching the Twitter feed last night and I said, "What happened to Stephen? He quit talking." And then I saw the score and I said, "Oh, now I know why he quit talking." Then I realized that Twitter apparently was down for a while. Um, yeah, I night, didn't even. So. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was the case. But yeah, so I thought maybe down. you just quit tweeting when the Golden Knights kept falling behind. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it is what it is. But anyway, this is the American Collegiate Top Twenty Podcast, the new name uh, for the new year and the uh, the new year. How's that? Uh, we're in April already. But um, anyway, it's the year's our just talk en- of the, the, the the year's just ending. The hockey year's just ending. <laughs> exactly. You're already That's looking we, ahead. You're already yeah. looking ahead to the next year. Why not? Uh, anyway, so we're talking uh, ACHA hockey. We're talking about the top teams because I feel like after the last seven years of covering the sport, that the top uh, the top teams deserve uh, to be given a little bit more. They put the effort in, and I feel like they uh, they need it. So not that we're going to ignore others, but you know what? Elevate your game. Uh, elevate your game like Adrian and Arizona and UNLV and like our guest today. Uh, Kirk Handy is going to be joining us in just a minute. Uh, he elevated his game. He elevated his program. We'll get into that in a minute. But, Stephen, there was some action going on across the uh, the pond, as they say, in Romania. Um, and Team USA bringing home the that beautiful cup and that uh, nice medals. Do you see those? Yeah, I did. A, a few ponds, maybe, <laughs> between between here and uh, in Romania. Uh, again, uh, because you spent all the budget on staying there in Motel Six during Coachella time, we oh, couldn't send it. we couldn't send you we couldn't send you to uh, Romania <laughs> to cover this. <laughs> There's always the next uh, one. <laughs> I knew if I brought that up, but but you guys had to know, man. I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It's playoff week here in Coachella, and then the Coachella event and. I've driven by that area, not on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, by the way, but uh, just during the week, and it's it's massive. I can't even imagine how many people get in there, but that's a whole other thing. So congratulations to Team USA, and before we mess around much longer, let's bring on our guest because he had some players playing for both Team USA and Team Canada. Mixed emotions, I'm sure. Head coach from Liberty University, Kirk Candy, gracious enough to join us today. Coach Scott and Stephen with you. How are you, and are you not in a Motel 6 in Palm Springs? Good evening, guys. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> so I'm actually, uh, no, <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm, actually, I'm actually checking into a flight here. I just got through security. I'm uh, flying out to Minneapolis here with... Uh, with my third son, he's playing in a spring hockey tournament. So. Oh my goodness! Well, thanks for making time for us. I did not know that, and I always appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Well, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a really exciting afternoon for us uh, to watch Canada and U.S. We had Hunter and Net for Team Canada, and, and then we had Colin and Laz uh, playing defense for Team USA, and then we had Jacob Kallendike, Matt Bartell, and Jason Foltz up front for us. so. Uh, super proud of our guys. Super proud of the way they represented the university and represented their countries, and and uh, they they all played very well over there. Kirk, let me say this: uh, I had Gary on uh, Gary Astalis last week, and uh, when I was visiting with him, he was uh, he was telling me about his line combinations, and it was kind of funny because he said we got a Liberty line, we got an Adrian line. <laughs> I'm going like this is really ACHA hockey at its finest, isn't it? Well, I, Gary had a great strategy to go into the tournament. He wanted to use 
uh, sets of defensemen who played together and then forward uh, line from from a school. And uh, I think that was a great idea. You know, the chemistry is going to be there. His rationale in a in a short tournament like that, you want to have chemistry and you want to have it fast. And so uh, smart uh, game plan by Gary. And, and uh, you know, I was really impressed. Gary was very thorough in, uh, in all the homework he did. I spent uh, a, many, many different times on the phone with Gary analyzing our players and in different positions and, and in different situations. And, you know, Gary and, and, uh, and Mike and Frank did a great job with Team Canada, as did as did Mike with Team Canada. That you know, I'm super proud of the way they represent the whole ACHA. All right, Stephen, fire away. Yeah, what is the best thing about those kind of tournaments where you can, whether it's players that you know or, or others, and and just as a league, I guess itself, that they can go over there and compete on that kind of stage, and then be able to to showcase their skills and. And the schools represented, and then be able to take 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 the gold medal. Well, it's an absolutely wonderful experience being able to go over there to represent uh, your country, to represent the ACHA, and to represent the universities that you attend. And it's a wonderful showcase for the ACHA to showcase the talent on all the different teams across the country, and and to see you know. Out of all the countries there, Canada and the U.S. Uh, with full ACHA rosters end up in the finals together. Kirk, I asked Gary this also. I said, um, you know, has it sunk in? And, and I was talking to him while he was on the bus to the airport. Um, and, and I said, has it sunk in yet for the guys that in a few days they're going to be wearing not only the country <laughs> colors, but the letters on the front, whether it be Canada or USA? And he said, you know, I think it's going to take a few days, but... You've, you've had experience with these guys, and what's the excitement been like, at least around Liberty, uh, in preparation for this trip? Well, it was, it was super exciting, not only the preparation leading up to it, but, you know, when our guys were over there, I uh, was in contact with them, and really exciting to hear just what a wonderful experience it was outside the rink as well, and the way they were treated, and it was, it was first class. And I truly believe that if the ACHA wants to continue to do this moving forward that you really have to hit a home run the first time that you do it. And it sounded like they, they hit an absolute home run with it. I know Stephen followed along like I did, not only here, but in the national tournament, you and I had a chance to visit in the national tournament. And, you know, one thing that I, or a couple of things I took away, Kirk, is uh, the top eight seeds made it to the uh, final eight which I think says something about how uh, the seedings got played out. That's number one. Number two is the competition this year in the uh, the national tournament might have been as good as I've ever seen. You've seen a lot more than me, but uh, how did it stack up competition-wise? It's certainly from the quarterfinals on down. Well, the tournament was wide open going in, and to be honest with you, I'm really shocked that, that the top eight teams made it through. If you had asked me... I would have told you that that probably would not have happened just with the parity that I saw in the top 20 uh, teams in the ACHA this year. And so, um, you know, again, real close games. A lot of them, a lot of games went to overtime and a lot of different scenarios could have happened. But it was, um, you know, it was it was the first time I can remember, too, that I've seen all the top eight teams go through. Steven? 
Yeah, so so Kurt, talk about your your guys' journey this year in the tournament because uh, you guys were able to make it uh, uh, pretty far and some great wins. Obviously, beat beat UNLV, which was uh, I'm sure which was exciting. And then the next and then the next day you had to play and and just that matchup there and just kind of relive that a little bit. Just just the whole experience there this year. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a great ride. Someone told me years ago, if you want to be a great coach, have a great goaltender. And uh, we rode Hunter uh, for the whole month of February and into the national tournament. And he was really a, a big part of our of our team. And I was real proud of our guys. You know, we went through a, a very, very tough situation with one of our players going down against UNLV. And, and thankfully, Josh is, is recovering. And It's a tough. It's a tough situation when that happens. But I was super proud of our guys and and the way they responded through the month of February and uh, playing some tough opponents. You know, you play Ohio and and you play so. Okay, so so Kirk, tell us a little bit about the. Uh, the life at Liberty now, uh, the season's over with. It, it was a tough ending. Now you've got to kind of rebuild. I know what you guys do. I talked in the open about how you built the program, and, man, you have one of the best, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do uh, the renaming of our podcast because I thought um, strive to get in that top 20 because if we can get 20 teams, turn into 30 teams, turn into 40 teams, uh, that's my mission as uh, as a podcaster here to, to see the ACHA get more competitive and grow deeper. Um, but what what do you do now? How do you rebuild this thing again? Because I know it never stops for you. Yeah, a long time ago, someone told me you don't rebuild, you reload. And so that's been something that I've just kept with me for many, many years. You know, you want to keep the culture strong. You want to make sure guys know that this is a winning program, that this is going to be a program that's going to compete for a national championship every year. And at the same time, you got to replace players. And so you want to, uh, you know, we spend a lot of times trying to make sure the players that we're looking at, uh, do they fit our culture at Liberty on and off the ice? And, and it, it isn't for everyone. We understand that. We want to be straightforward and upfront with people in regards to that because we want to make sure we have the right players in here who not only are, are quality people, not only fit the mission of Liberty, uh, but also are great hockey players and so that combination is really important to us as we uh, try and recruit players i think one thing you're really going to see in us you know for the past 15 years um you know you've really seen huge leaps forward every year of more and more quality opponents coming into uh coming into the uh, acha and this year with the university of mary coming in uh, i would argue they're going to be a quite possibly a top 10 team and and they'll break, and they'll start to tur turn a lot of heads. Okay, so let me kind of piggyback on that uh, if I can, because last night on our podcast we had uh, Frank Serratori on, and uh, he was really throwing accolades at the ACHA about how great uh, it has become and how proud he is of college hockey at every level. And um, you've seen it grow over the years, and, and you mentioned Mary coming in and. Um, other additions maybe moving up or down from division one and two or two and three uh, down the stretch. And um, 
What what's it been, Kirk? Is there one thing you can put your finger on that's made the ACHA at least at the M1 level um, better and more competitive, or is it a multitude of things? It's a multitude of things, but honestly, I, I believe it's competition. And what I mean by that is, a, a new program comes in and they come in with with an extra resource here or there of of maybe a you know um, of having a backing from the institution. Maybe they hire a full-time coach. Maybe they um, have an on-campus rink. Uh, different uh, things that universities who are new to men's division one will, will come in with. And then what ends up happening is they recruit at a higher level and then force everyone else. If you want to continue to be at the top, you got to get out there and you got to improve your systems and you got to improve your recruiting and, and you've got to take your game to the next level with on-campus experience and, and how we treat our players and the resources that we have for our players. And so it's super important, but I, that, that's what I love about it. I love that, you know, I want to be uh, better every year. I want to push myself to be better and push our program to be better because ultimately the more coaches you get with that attitude, it's going to make the whole ACHA a whole lot better. Steven, you got another one? Yeah, so let's, you know, now that the season's over with, uh, you've you had a chance to meet with your team as the season ends. Um, how many of your players are coming back? Who's who may be leaving? Just, you know, what 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 are some of the uh, off-season stuff that you're going to have ahead of you to, to try to even match or even improve what you did this this last season? Yeah, we're we're going to uh, – we're losing Colin Baird. He, he's a big piece of our team. Bob's here, captain. Uh, a guy who plays 25 to 30 minutes every night, uh, arguably one of the best defensemen in all the ACHA. He, you know, he captained Team USA and and was a solid piece for their puzzle in this tournament. So we lose him. We lose Cedric Lassier, uh, one of our goalies. Um, we lose Tom Nagel and uh, Luke Hyman, both uh, uh, defensemen on our back end. So. Uh, this year, we're actually look, we're going to get two or three forwards that we're going to bring in, and uh, two or three defensemen as well. And Kirk, by the way, just yell at us if uh, if they're calling your name and want you on that airplane because I don't want you to miss your flight <laughs> talking to us. No okay? kidding, <laughs> I will for sure. Uh, uh, I got to ask you this, uh, and we'll get back to a little bit more Team USA here in just a minute. But um, I'm sure you're headed to Naples, or maybe you're not, but. Uh, we know somebody that's a good friend of yours. Uh, Greg Power is getting inducted into the ACHA Coaches Hall of Fame. Uh, talk about what an honor that is and, and what Greg's done to deserve that. Yeah, I've, I've had a wonderful relationship with Greg and obviously a, a lot of respect for Greg and uh, when we play each other at the ACHA level. But what he's been able to do at the NCA level, I remember when the reports came out that they were going division one and then the reports came out that they were going to hire Greg powers as a coach. There was obviously around the hockey community kind of mixed bag of, Hey, can Greg really do it? And, and is he up for the task? He's coached ACHA hockey. And, and how is that going to translate? Well, I think Greg's answered all those questions and some on, on his abilities and what he can do. And, and honestly, the way he's built that program is, is fantastic. I had a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago and he told me he just had had just found out that he was getting in the Hall of Fame, and and he was super excited about you know this is where he played and where he started his coaching career in the ACHA. So it was 
uh, I know Greg's excited about it. Uh, I'm actually not going to Naples. My uh, my uh, three of my four sons are in a hockey tournament in New Jersey, so I'm headed there <laughs> next weekend. So I love it, man. Being a dad, a hockey dad, just keeps you hopping too, doesn't it? Absolutely, it sure does. Do, do they do they enjoy when the uh, I'm sure they love when the season's going on, but do they enjoy when the when your season's over with Liberty? Because I know there's still work to be done on the off season, but they get a little bit more time with you now. You're not traveling as much with the team. You could you travel with them and go to their hockey and whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I've realized, uh, you know, doing it now 23 years is I have one. I have a wonderful wife who supports me, but you know, I want to make it uh an enjoyable experience for my four sons and i usually try and take one of them on, on a road trip uh each road trip that we go on we i know i remember vegas. that right you had them come out to vegas i had them all i had them all come to vegas and they all came to nationals usually every year so it's special and and uh you know i i tell players in our team i want to treat them like family and and uh they sure treat my four sons and my wife like uh, family as well Okay, let's get back into this Team USA thing because you mentioned, and and I think uh, the job that Gary did was pretty incredible, but I asked him this too, and I'll ask you the same question because what's it like to be hard competitors against each other, but then you come together and you know Gary and Frank have their own connection, but Michael Rivera coming in and they all had their own roles, and I know you had a lot of input and other coaches had a lot of input with your players going to play for them, but I'm guessing that, that you guys are pretty tight, aren't you? Absolutely. I know yeah, I've known Gary for, for years and enjoyed uh, competing against him. Mike, I've only known for a few years. He's, he's only been around for a few years. I've known Frank for, for a long time, you know, I have a, a lot of great friends in the ACHA and, and guys who, co who coach in the NCA. And, uh, you know, I'm, I build our program at Liberty based upon relationships and I sure build my coaching, um, you know, connections based on relationships I have. And, and I, I tell people all the time that that's one of the keys that I want to always to, to tell my kids is to treat people right and, and, uh, try and find win-win scenarios when scheduling games and doing things with them. And, and uh, people will want to continue to uh, play you, but also try and help you out along the journey. Okay, so let me ask you this, and a follow-up to that is, what kind of input did you give him on the Liberty guys that went to play for him? And, I, I mean, aside from the, the fact that they're great hockey players, did you tell him, hey, you know, this guy likes this, this guy likes that? Because I asked Gary, I said, you know, I know there are going to be differences, obviously traveling across the country, but... You know, I said, have you thought about food and how you guys are going to eat? And he kind of deferred it all to the ACHA. But were there some little secrets that you said, hey, Colin's really good at this and he likes this or anything to kind of um, set the tone, if you will, some vaccine stuff? Well, he asked me a lot of situational uh, game situations uh, and how I would use players. He asked me, for example, with power play and with penalty kill where we had guys. Uh, in different positions and, and um, you know, how I thought they could play in different different roles. You know, he asked me, he actually called me this morning. Uh, I was walking my dogs this morning at uh, 7.15. I was in my backyard and Gary, got a call from Gary and he said, hey, two minutes to go in the game. Uh, you know, who do you think I can put out there from your team? So, you know, <laughs> uh, a lot of things like that, that, uh, you know, communication back and forth and, 
And uh, I, I love, you know, being, uh, being able to give any input I could to try and see both teams succeed. I got to follow up with one more because I don't know if you've ever been to Romania or coached internationally, but um, if you have or haven't, is that something you would desire to do in the future? Would you like to do that? Absolutely, yeah. No, I've been over to uh, – we've taken our Liberty team to, to China, to Russia, to Latvia, to uh, – we're, we're in Finland in uh, January of 20, and we're going back uh, this next January. I was back there with the women's team in January of 2023. Um, so, yeah, it's something I've done, something I enjoy doing uh, a lot. You know, uh, I uh, for this one, just wasn't going to work out with uh, – with with my kids' schedule that I'd already uh, had set out, so. Okay, and and piggyback on that one again, Stephen. I'm sorry if I'm cutting into your time here, but um, coaching an all-star team, and I asked Gary this too because this really intrigued me. I said, how do you put an all-star team together like this to compete? And I think you hit on it earlier when you said he kept the the school lines together and things like that, but. Um, as a coach, what's the first thing you do when you get that? It's it's great. Obviously, you got talented players, but how do you bring them all together and, and put together a winning combination if you were the head coach? Well, I think I do exactly what, what Gary did, and that's try and keep groups of guys together who are familiar with one another. That's the first thing I think that, that Gary did well. The other thing I do is what he did as well. I mean, he, he spent, uh, you know, many many different times with, with me on the phone and i can only imagine he did the same thing with the other uh, coaches whose players were playing for him just trying to run through different scenarios and get their thoughts on the on the players so that uh, when everything comes together in that short tournament you're prepared you're ready to go and and you're able to uh to not have to think too much while the tournament's going on because you've already done all the preparation prior to it all right, Stephen, get a couple more in. We'll let uh, Coach go here. He's got an airplane to catch here shortly. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'll ask one kind of in in looks ahead to next season. Obviously, we talk a lot about uh, your schedules. Or we talk about schedules in general a lot. And you had a really tough schedule last year, which obviously you said in the past was by design. So as you're, you know, as you have the schedule for next season, which I'm sure will be out at some point, but what can you share about that, about some of the teams that you're going to play, maybe teams that you've uh, played last year, maybe play again, or maybe it's new teams or different opponents or whatever that case. Yeah, well, you know, again, I think that we learned one thing uh, from from the schedule. It, it was funny. I talked to Colin Baird end of January, and we had lost two to Ohio. We had just dropped two to UNLV, and ahead of us we had Ohio. Uh, sorry, Adrian, Ohio, and Minot State, and it looked like just a unbelievable task ahead of us and we we're trying to you know get over the josh Fritz situation and work through that with all of our players so um but here's what we learned we learned that when you go in the national tournament and you're ranked number five and you've and you've played all the top four teams in front of you and you have have beat them all uh it gives really good solid confidence knowing that uh, you can beat anyone in the tournament so that that was a huge thing for us. And, and one of the things that we talked to our players about was if you're playing teams that are ranked really low, you aren't going to find out who you truly are before you get to the tournament. So we were able to 
to make some major changes with special teams or be able to make some major changes with our lines and our matchups and, and who we had playing with different people. So um, you aren't able to, to do that if you're winning games 5-3 and you didn't play well and, uh, you know, you still you still think, well, we still won 5-3. You know, when, when you go 0-4 for 4, uh, two, two weekends back-to-back and your power play is not ticking – uh, then you realize that you got to make some some adjustments and make them quick. And let me let me ask you one more about uh, speaking of tough teams, Minot State. How tough a team were they, and and how great of a you know a story is it for them? Because you know you you have last year they get upset in the first round as a two seed, and this year they're the one seed, and they and they had the the win the tournament, but they won in different ways, close games, blowout games. And a tight game with you guys too in that semifinal game, which I'm sure I'm sure still gives you uh, keeps you up some some a little bit that that overtime loss in the semifinals. But yeah, Wyatt did a fantastic job. Uh, you know, I think if you look at any of the in the teams who made the tournament, all their coaches did a fantastic job just getting them there. And when you get in the tournament, you have to have some some puck luck. You have to be doing things right consistently for four or five games in a row. And and Minot played really well. We played them. Uh, two weeks, three weeks before the national tournament and we were able to split with them, but, but knew how strong they were and knew, um, you know, how hard they were to play against. And, you know, I give White a lot of credit. He's done a fantastic job uh, with Minot State and, and, uh, and they, they deserved uh, to win. They, they were the best team of the tournament uh, and they deserved to, uh, to win. Okay, Kirk, we'll let you go on this. I've got a two-parter for you here. The first one is kind of a comment from Wyatt. I asked him about traveling from Minot to uh, Boston to play in the tournament, and he said the biggest fear he had was repeating what happened last year. He said, we don't want to do that. I don't want to have to tell my sponsors and boosters and everybody that we went all the way from Minot to Boston and finished in, uh, in one day. We wanted to be there the whole week, so that was kind of uh, an interesting <laughs> peel-back-the-onion type comment, I thought. Uh, so I want to get your thoughts on that. And then the second part of that is uh, we know last year that you played an NCAA uh, team in, in uh, Alaska, Anchorage. This year, Minot State venturing down to play Colorado College in Denver. And uh, is that something you think we're going to continue to see more of the uh, – I don't know what it is, the cross-pollination, I guess, between ACHA and NCAA and Exhibition Series? Absolutely. I, I, uh, and to your point uh, earlier, when you're talking to teams like Air Force and you're talking to uh, Arizona State and you're talking, you know, I know University of Arizona is playing Arizona State this year. Um, so when you're talking to these, these uh, NCAA Division One teams, uh, I talked to Greg Powers about this. He would rather play a top ACHA Division One team than he would a CIS team. And we were talking about that. So I just think it just shows you the growth of the ACHA and, and where it's come from and and uh, how guys like that are willing to kind of uh, take a risk, if that's what you want to call it, to to play a ACHA team because they, they know the quality of the opponents, but they also know, um, you know, uh, the opportunities for the ACHA that it presents to, to grow college hockey and maybe even NCA uh, Division One college hockey. All right, you said you're on your way to Minnesota, correct? I sure am. Yes, can, sir. Can I tell you this? There still had snow flurries there just the other day. <laughs> I know, and it, it's about eighty degrees here today when I'm leaving here. So I, I always, I always tell 
tell people I'll leave you with this. We, we have we're playing uh, we'll we'll be playing Minot and we'll be playing uh, uh, UNLV at the Chicago Showcase and I think UCO and. We've got a bunch of different games, uh, you know, going on by say, if I'm going to Michigan or I'm going to uh, North Dakota, I, I like to go in October. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to go uh, November, December, January, February, because it's a uh, tough slugging. Smart, Smart man. <laughs> Kirk, have a safe trip. We always appreciate having you on. Say hello to the boys and everybody for us. Uh, we keep tabs on you pretty close for great uh, partners, we love having you on the show, and I uh, hope you're going to enjoy the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast as much as our other podcasts as well. Thanks again. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks that's for having me on, coach. fellas. Appreciate it. Absolutely. That's the head coach from Liberty University, Kirk Handy, joining us. We'll be right back in just a few minutes to wrap up a, another episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, and first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena. One of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goal. He scores. Jim McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey.
Oklahoma Sooners hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single-game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West college by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. All right, welcome back indeed. It is Wednesday night, April 19th, and of course we are doing the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast Scott Strandy staring at a beautiful, glorious day and pool just outside my Motel 6. Yeah, how about that? I'm giving them a little plug today. Stephen Marsh joining me as always from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada. He's uh, gathered himself, feeling much better now, I believe, than he was last night as the Vegas Golden Knights uh, had a stinker, if I can call it that, to start the uh, the playoff season. Hey, for two two things. One is... I still think this, the name of this podcast it makes you feel like we're listening to a, a one of those radio programs where they count down the latest Welcome songs. Welcome to the American College Hockey Top Twenty. <laughs> and Listen second, in, we'll give you the next one from Casey Kasem. And and, and now Ryan Seacrest who hosts the host the show. But and <laughs> and now and 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 I'm a serious journalist here, so there's no there's no fandom here. You know, I'm just right down the middle here. You know, Golden Jets won last night. They deserved to win. They were the better team. But it's the fan side of myself. Yes, I have rec- recovered. But the journalist side of me always is straight down the middle, just reporting what happens, straight fact. Yeah, and and, and Vegas wasn't the only team to no. uh, have first round or first game jitters. All if you four will, of the games of, last night, yeah. the road teams won. <laughs> yeah, and that just tells you two things. I even think. the Kraken beat the Avs last night. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think parody is uh, alive and well in the NHL. I expect kind of the same thing, Stephen, from uh, AHL action 
uh, this playoff season, especially out here in the Pacific. I told you earlier uh, off the air, I said, um, I think that Bakersfield-Abbotsford game uh, series could be could be one to watch because um, Bakersfield is playing very, very well. And not to take anything away from Abbotsford, but there's a leader on that Bakersfield team in one um, Brad Malone who uh, just knows how to get his team ready to, to play meaningful hockey. And there's nothing more meaningful than a best two out of three on the road in Abbotsford, Canada. Yeah, and these best of three series, you have maybe more of that kind of chance. There's not a lot of room for error. It's almost like you're playing a a regular season kind of three-game thing where you know you, you play the same team three times except it's the playoffs and you move on to the next round if you win. And, I, yeah, I think Bakersfield certainly, I think out of the, the three series that are those best of three in that in that division, I think that's probably the one that, that has the best uh, – potential of being an upset uh i i, I think ontario and colorado is not not too bad i think i looked at that earlier it's four for the uh the matchup this year between the two teams so uh that one could go either way so i and then there's coachella valley and tucson and i i just don't see how tucson can match up with coachella valley very well but we'll see I'll, but I, i'll tell you how they can <laughs> you want to know <laughs> they brought five guys back that have NHL experience <laughs> well well that is true and seattle has still got got the playoffs going on so yeah so, uh, so yeah, so I don't know. We'll see, but uh, but yeah, I mean, so that's going on, and then uh, we learned the news about Manny and the Orc Golden Knights organization are going to part ways. So there'll be a new coach here in Henderson next year for the Henderson team here. So uh, a lot of moving moving parts here, and the Golden Knights trying to figure things out, and I think they will. It's it's game one of a series, so I mean, you you got to look at it look at it that way. But um, you know, there's a lot going on there, and of course the ACHA will tie it back to that. There's a uh, we just, I guess, technically now the ACHA season's over with. Now is this uh, World Cup of University Hockey is uh, is finished up? Okay, let's get back to that because uh, this I thought was a really unique experience. First things first, I'm going to throw out. I think it was Chris Perry that was doing the uh, the Twitter account uh, for for the ACHA, and he did a fantastic job. So if it was Chris, if it wasn't, I'm sorry, I don't know who it was, but what a great job he did of keeping us up to date from Romania as far as what's going on. And I always like the stuff that's not, you know me, I like features, right? So I like to know the scores and all that too, but I also like to know what's kind of going on behind the scenes, right? What are these guys doing? How are they enjoying themselves? What's the fandom like? What's the arena like? And uh, if it was Chris, again, I'm going to give him all the credit because he's a communications guy for I, ACHAM. I think, it, I, think it was, I think it was him, but he was not obviously over there in person. He was, he was getting it all. I'm sure there, there's, Boots on the ground there that helping him. Somebody must be to giving him pictures. <laughs> yeah, or or he does what you do a lot, just take a picture off the off the screen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. These are these look like real pictures coming so some from of the ACHA. So. Some of them do. Yes, yeah, some of them do. Some of them did. So I'm sure they had a, a, a photographer over there to to give official pictures and stuff. But well, however it was, it, it was a great job, great coverage, yes. um, and well deserved uh, for both Team Canada and Team Just USA. It was a four nothing victory. Way, today. way too early in the morning for me though. I was, you know, I was asleep oh, for most please. of these games. <laughs> Please. This game was at 10, 10 o'clock this morning Pacific time, so it wasn't too bad. Oh, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you're able to sneak in that 10 a.m. game. I know you're still uh, snoozing and, in at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, but. yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> anyway, um, so number one, let's get that off and and run it by saying that that's uh, uh, you know one of the the positives about growing this game is the ability to do that and have those uh, 
those uh, that coverage and such. I also want to jump out and say a thank you to uh, to Gary Astalis and uh, the the way that he opened up and give gave us all the update uh, before the preview and Michael Rivera and Frank Cristofaro for uh, see I got it right I've been practicing Frank De Cristofaro uh, anyway. Uh, what a great! Is that how you go to sleep and just say team. Frank to Christopher, Christopher yeah. Scar. I do it Frank all night. <sighs> yeah, I do it all night long. I wake up in the morning. Frank <laughs> Christopher, got it right. Got it right. Anyway, uh, congratulations to those three for uh, um, captaining and, and and steering the Team USA ship to a, a really dominating tournament. Let's be honest; they dominated all the way from start to finish. And Team Canada has got a lot of great players that can start right in goal with Mister Verostic and uh, and what he did, but uh, a lot of great players on both rosters. A lot of great players, I think, all the way across the world uh, in these eight teams. And, um, you know, for the most part, they are college-age kids. And uh, Team Canada, Team USA made up of the ACHA rosters. So that that's telling you just how good this competition is. And, you know, I, I hope it's not always in Romania. I hope they continue it and bring it somewhere a little closer. But um, what a great way and what a great experience for the uh, the players all the way across the board. Yeah, I agree. I think it was it was uh, well done uh, on on that regard. I was trying to find the, uh, the the tweets here that was sent out after it was over with. It said that um, thanks to Craig Barnett, uh, Paul Hubert, and his Euro Palace for putting the event together. Thanks to uh, Pat Zaltz for wrangling all the comms folks from different countries and providing lots of quote unquote encouragement. Uh, Brian Moran for shepherding both Team USA and Team Canada through the selection process and providing all the support to both teams while in Romania. Thanks to Mike Petruzma, Jeremy Law, and Jeff uh, Bureplant Farland for uh, taking the time away from their families to coach Team Canada. Thanks to Gary Astalos, Mike Rivera, and Frank Di Cristofaro for their time away from family to coach Team United States. Of course, the, the doctor of hockey, Al Murdoch, was over there as well, providing the academic supervision to both squads while abroad in Romania because they still got to do school stuff, I think, for these some of these students that were there for the week. Uh, thanks to uh, Dr. Ratsy, Pete Carson, for their help on the benches all tournament long. I believe they're, they're, their help with the medical side of things. Uh, and thanks to uh, Sekerland uh, Ice Hockey Academy for hosting the event and for the snazzy intermission commercials. Here's where the the um, the, the, sna uh, the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> That uh, that the, this is Chris Perry. He puts into these some of these tweets the, the little uh, pizzazz. Thanks to the lone compressor. Pizzazz. Let's see. Pizzazz. pizzazz. Well, little, I, I can't even think of the word. I, here we talk for a living. We come up with words. And I can't come up with a word for this. Uh, thanks to the lone compressor at the Academy's ring for holding out through the World Cup final. You can croak now. Thanks to Vicket for broadcasting the game. A carton of Russian darts and a case of mystery beer is on on the way to the play by play guy in the Vicket HQ basement. Thanks for the players on both Team USA and Team Canada for extending their season a few more weeks to participate in this once-in-a-lifetime event. And finally, thanks to you for caring about ACHA hockey, whether it's played in North America from August to March or in Romania in April. And thank you for also putting up with Mr. Twitter, Doofus. We had some real early mornings this past week. Appreciate you hanging in there. So there it is, the end of the <laughs> ACHA 22-23 season. The annual meeting will be in Florida in two weekends to put a bow on the season and kick off the next one. Congratulations, Mr. Twitter Doofus, Doofus, for all your great <laughs> tweets. Uh, well, well done. We we got to have Chris back on the show. We got to just round him up and somehow get him on, and let him talk about that experience. Because not only the time difference, but my goodness, um, just keeping track of it all. A quick rundown of the final standings: Team USA obviously wins the gold. Canada 
gets the silver. Slovakia gets the bronze. Romania is fourth. Poland, five. Sweden, six. Czech Republic, seven. And Hungary finishes eight. Who even knew that they had all these competitive teams over there is what I want to know. Because I had a lot of people ask me, going, really? There's a, that's that team there? Um, and then also, you know, uh, they sent out a picture of not only the trophy, but those medals. Those are pretty sharp. I don't know if they're going to get them through customs on the way back. They might get uh, taxed a little bit. That might that might go over the weight limit or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or can you carry them on board so they're not a weapon? <laughs> Maybe you got to pack them in your check bag. <laughs> to go in your check bag. I can't wait to to feel it if uh, if uh, the UNLV guys make their way back here with them and and, uh, and they'll get to get to have them or if they'll give them to their parents or whatever. But if they if they hang on to them and uh, and see that thing in person, I'm looking at the picture of it now. It looks uh looks pretty cool there. The WCA uh, WCOUH uh, 2023 World Cup of University Hockey and yeah, it looks really really uh. Cool. I love those sort of things. I once got to touch a gold medal uh, from the last Olympics. I was doing some stuff, and I met, came across somebody, and it was a medal had won the medal, and and I touched, and they're heavy. I mean, that this these are Olympic gold medals. It was it was a heavy. People don't realize how heavy those things are, and then they put them around the people's necks and stuff. I mean, and I don't know how heavy this one. It's maybe not as heavy as, as an Olympic gold medal, but still, I mean, it looks like it's got some weight on it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you have uh, the stats in front of you at all for the final game? It's a four nothing game. Uh, going to Team USA, but do you know uh, the scoring breakdown at all, or have you seen that? Uh, I haven't seen that. I'd have, I haven't, uh, I don't know where you could get the the stats for these games. I'm just go- looking back at the Twitter feed here to see who who might. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I can't say from Bickett. I can't. I can't say. I can say this that the MVP for Canada was, I guess, went to uh, Sheldon Nolan. And the MVP for for USA was uh, Brody Selman, who we know very okay, well. So we have connections to both of those. Sheldon Nolan is the uh, captain from Adrian College that took me on a tour last summer when I was there. So congratulations to Sheldon and of course Brody Selman. I run into him all the time at uh, U of A. So uh, that that's uh, that's really cool. Is this that's the really cool. is this the six degrees of separ- Scott separation now? Is yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Where everything. Everything tied back to you somehow with your connections to there and here and up and everywhere. Three hundred and sixty degrees, maybe. I just. Keep I guess going when you've been. Me. I guess when I you've been around the, the circle. I guess when you've been around around the game and in for as long as you have, or and, and around the ACHA game for the last seven or so years. So, I what guess. are you getting at? That I'm old. Because you're right. <laughs> no, you're just well seasoned. <laughs> yeah, like well seasoned with a like an aged steak that somebody's going to put me <laughs> on a fire pretty soon and, and chew me up or something. But anyway, Ooh, steak, uh, that sounds good right about now. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool um, that, that they were able to do that. I also thought it was really um, insightful on Kirk's point to be able to talk about uh, how Gary questioned, called him. And can you imagine call him this morning at seven 30, they got a gold medal game and he wants to know um, who to play or who he would play uh with the final two minutes of a game. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I would, that would, I don't know what the time difference on that would have been, but <laughs> I, well, I guess he said it right. Seven 30 in the morning. And then, and then I believe uh, it's six hours from Eastern time is what Eastern time Gary yeah. told me. So it would have been, you know, I don't know, early afternoon over there shortly before the game. But anyway, well, why, what am I asking you for? You're, you're, <laughs> we always know how you're, don't ask you're, me about you're, time. T- you're time challenged. Don't ask me about time. <laughs> time zone I am challenged. definitely time zone challenge. <laughs> uh, and it's really been more confusing being in California now. Cause it's like, I'm trying to get used to specific time and 
uh, games are starting Eastern time, and I'm like pulling my hair out. Yeah, but when you go to Arizona, when you go to Arizona right now, it's the same time zone right now as the Pacific time zone. So I don't know who goes to Arizona. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it won't won't be Connor Bedard. He won't be going to Arizona. <laughs> no, he's coming to Anaheim, right down the street. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be, yeah, right, right down your your new neck of the woods there. So. He's uh, he's looking for a place. I heard. <laughs> Well, you maybe can hook him up with something. Hook him up with Motel well, yeah, 6. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Anyway, <laughs> um, so so that kind of puts a bow on that part of it. I want to get your overall thoughts on what we've seen and, and, and your thoughts. I know what your thoughts are on the new name of the podcast, but the new slight shift in focus on the podcast. Um, are you excited about that part of it? Do you, do you like it? Do you not like it? Because I think uh, by highlighting a little bit more, the top 20 teams, and this is why I made the change, uh, by highlighting the top 20 teams that teams hopefully will aspire to get into the top 20 teams, not just to be with us, but will realize that there's a spotlight put on the teams, the top 20 uh, in ACHA hockey. Well, I think I think for sure, I think it, because it always seemed like, you know, we we focus more on the WCHL teams, and certainly that'll still be in the mix because there's usually a lot of teams that are in the WCHL that that end up in the top twenty uh, going forward. But it always seemed like we always kind of because we always went down the the rankings and and talked about those and and who were the top twenty teams or top twenty five teams and and uh, and then we of course always kind of especially as it got later in the season we always kind of because it, it especially when we were looking at WCHL teams and how it affect them and then the top 20 teams and then them and them competing and stuff like that. It just, it always seemed like we were always kind of mentioning those teams anyway, that were in the top 20, uh, whether we just mentioned them with the ranking or we would preview a game or so, or we would look at, look at their matchups and stuff. So now we can kind of make that more our focus and, and, uh, and not be tied down necessarily with just the WCHL teams, even the ones that maybe aren't, aren't compete, but they're still going to be well in the mix because a lot of times they will end up playing a top 20 team, as we said, almost every year. This year, I think we ended up like a six or seven that ended up technically in the top 20 uh, for the or top 25 for the WCHL. So it's it's, it's mostly going to be the same, I guess. So the only difference is now we'll expand it to more than just West teams. It'll be those teams that are, that are in the mix every year for a tournament berth and things like that. So um, I, I guess – it makes sense because of the fact that we were always, we seem like we were always kind of mentioning them anyway. Um, so now we can kind of give them some more time. Um, and, 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 and a lot of times they come out here or they'll come to your area or wherever. So, um, you know, it's, it, I think it's, it's only fitting that, that it expands that way. Okay. Uh, let me piggyback on that a minute and say that I, I think of teams like San Diego state and Oregon that are, uh, boosted their their level from D2 to D1 over the last few years and are now trying to compete to that. I think that hopefully this gives them um, uh, a little more of a spotlight and a way for them to tell their sponsors, their boosters, their fans, all of those people uh, that, hey, you know what? Uh, This is a pretty good level of hockey, and we aspire to be in the top 20. And I'm not saying we're covering just the top 20, but like I said, I'd like to see – I think right now, Stephen, that – the the top twenty um, are usually head and shoulders above everybody else, and um, I'd like to see that number turn into a top thirty or maybe even a top forty, where the teams would be that good that that you and you heard Kirk, 
the University of Mary coming on. So now Minot State's got University of Mary and Bismarck, and they have Jamestown in Jamestown. So they got three schools now up there that they're aspiring to be Heck the top to- of the ACHA. Heck, there's only seven, 70 teams at this. Do you want? Why don't we just specially sweep it to the whole ACHA? I mean, if that if that happened, that would be wonderful because that means they'd all be competitive. But I think, and my point being is, the top 20 have right. uh, have set themselves apart. Um, and and uh, Kirk uses this a lot. The word resources. There's a lot of resources that go into top 20 teams, and I think if if we want this to be the very best and the best experience for the players, I think every team or most of the team should aspire to uh, gain more resources and play more competitive hockey and make it more of a quote-unquote sport of of collegial athletes instead of just uh, a get-together. You, Chris Perry's told us many times about that. Uh, teams used to travel in vans and, you know, you'd, you'd play and have a case of beer at the end of the game or whatever. It's like... Let's continue to get it like Liberty, like Adrian, like Minot State, like UNLV, like Arizona. And let's push it to that next level because, um, and this kind of led me into it, Arizona State's making a push now. I've seen their Twitter account has uh, gotten very active on new commits, and I think that's where you start talking about that. And Well, an, Ar- an Arizona State NCAA player is now yeah. going to play for the ACHA program. That, that's what I was getting at. Ryan Robinson going from the NCAA team to the ACHA team. And I said this on the uh, College Hockey West uh, live podcast on Sunday. I said, um, I give him a lot of credit because that's a tough thing to do, to take a step backwards and especially do it within the same university. So kudos to Ryan Robinson for for making that move um, or maybe realizing it or whatever, but um, to continue to play the game. It's like voluntarily... uh excusing yourself from the big kids table and going to sit at the little and voluntarily going to sit at the little kids table at the, okay. at, at the holiday meal <laughs> or at the, at the school lunch table. And you're sitting with all the, the jocks and stuff. You're like, nah, I don't want to be a part of that. I'm gonna go sit with the, I'm gonna go sit with the nerds instead. That's where I belong. So we'll, 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 Good, stuff. Good stuff. That was a nice analogy. Um, so anyway, uh, I always appreciate that insight of it. Um, the other thing that I really like about the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 is the fact that um, it, it's it's unique in the fact that it can be tied into ACHA hockey. But, hey, you know what? We can talk about ACHA men's. Um, we can talk about women's. We can talk about D1, D2. We can even talk about the uh, – I'm not sure what that league is called where Georgia and those teams are, but it's the American Collegiate Hockey. So the only thing we'll stay away from is the NCAA uh, teams because they they have their own shows and their own uh, coverage area, but I just think it's a it's a good spotlight on uh, these players that are quote unquote. Paul calls them non varsity. I call them pay for play. Yeah, I think so. I, I listened to a little bit of your conversation with uh, Frank Soratori. I, I thought you were going to jump in there and made him put some uh, change in the change jar because he he used the c word a few times, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was doing good till he told me, till he cut me off and said I was babbling. As soon as he told me I was babbling, I said, I'm stepping back. Coach's got on a roll. You babble? Wow. <laughs> That's a shock. <laughs> I was asking him a question and I couldn't find the right words because I was trying to be um, politically clear, correct and polite. And he said, I think you're babbling. So let me just answer the question. <laughs> I'm sure Paul loved that. <laughs> yeah, he got his own share, by the way. <laughs> Coach Territory is a nondescriptive. He'll just take he'll take everybody on. 
<laughs> He's like the Don Rickles of uh, NCAA hockey. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Anyway, well, we got uh, we got so many references. We can see <laughs> what do we got for next show? I mean, we we gonna have to fill a whole three months. So hopefully, we we can continue this and push forward on. And uh, Stephen, you know what this is? This is the American Collegiate Top Twenty. American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. So that means there's 20 coaches we can go around the horn on. I, I want to pick uh, Frank DeCristofaro's brain for his trip when he gets back. Michael Rivera. I need to talk to Chad Berman, who also had players on both teams. Um, you know, there's just a, a bunch of different things that we can dig into, and I'm, I'm excited for that part of it because that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, hopefully, that'll, hopefully we'll be able to continue that. I know with some things behind the scenes, but hopefully uh, we can press forward and, and keep this going here through the summer and, and hopefully into the next season. Well, we made it 61 minutes, so take it away, my friend. Okay. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast presented by IceTimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith in your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first-class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Topgolf. Reserve a bay or a meeting room for your next corporate outing at topgolf.com. Adrian College. Championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in style. San Diego State Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey as well as a top flight education at uh, FDS or SDSU at .edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find one of our over 400 locations in 20 states nationwide. Oklahoma University Hockey. The action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Top 20 Podcast is a part of the icetimehockeywest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platforms at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to the head coach from Liberty University, who's traveling right now, probably on a jet already, from Lynchburg over to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, for a youth hockey tournament. So Kirk Handy never takes a break. We always appreciate him making time, though, for us during his incredibly busy schedule. Congratulations to Team USA on winning the gold and Team Canada for the silver. Uh, ACHA team representing very well in the, um, let's get this right, World Cup of University Hockey. Did I got that right? There you go. I, I think we got our words in for this show. I think we got our, our – <laughs> but 
the good thing this isn't this isn't we're not limited to 280 uh, characters like Twitter because <laughs> we would have been way over that we would we would have had to do it in, in, a, in like 10 tweets to get everything out. I'm going to give the final shout out to the Twitter doofus from uh, <laughs> from ACHA hockey for uh, for a great job uh, over the course of this past week week plus in Romania. All right, we'll say good night with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody.